Jesus went out and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he began that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a soul went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell upon thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some a sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. When trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown upon thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, and another sixty, and another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you for the life which you have caused to spring up inside of us, Lord. We pray that you would speak to us this morning, that you would guide and direct our hearts to you, that your grace would reveal itself to us, Lord God, and that you would deeply plant your word in our hearts, Lord, that it might bear fruit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning! It's so good to see you all today. Now, uh, how many of you have experience with growing anything? All right, what's the best place to plant something? Yeah, and so in good, solid, nice soil, loamy, rich, give it enough water that it needs. You know, some plants need more water than less water, some need... You know, it's not every plant reacts the same to different conditions. You know, some plants like shade, some plants like sun. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's not been a massive rush on trying to plant plants on the nation's freeway system. Like actually in the lanes. Have you noticed that? I mean, there's a lot of real estate you could plant right there in the middle of uh, I-80 on the tarmac, right? Why not? 
Oh, yeah, it makes no sense, right? I mean, it would just get run over, or you know, creatures would come and eat it, or the seed would blow away. There's no irrigation system. It doesn't make any sense, right? Um, we understand certain things about planting because planting is a part of our culture, right? We are people who often grow things, who develop them. We understand, and the Israelites as well would have understood about planting. So Jesus used a parable about planting to proclaim his message for today. He used par- Jesus used parables a lot. And he used parables because they were a way that he could convey a message to an intended audience so that they could understand it. They included images and characters and that were that were well known to the target audience and they made a complicated message seem clear. Our parable from the gospel reading today is the first in a series of parables that Jesus uses to explain aspects of the kingdom of God. And this parable in particular is important because it speaks about the reception of the message of the kingdom. In order to tell this parable, or to tell this message, to proclaim the message about the kingdom of God, Jesus tells a parable about four different types of soil that seed falls upon. Uh, I think this is perhaps a precursor to the scientific method, right? I mean, having gone through all these science experiments with my kids this year in school, uh, same seed planted in four soils yields different results, right? What do you think? I don't know, maybe so, maybe not. It's a good story nonetheless, right? The first group of seeds, where are they cast on? The path, right? So I brought in a cup full of rocks, right? Uh, How good is this for planting seeds? Anybody have, you know, your little seed planters at home and just have a rock in them? You put your seed on top of them? No, it makes no sense, right? So that one uh, has no success because what comes and gobbles it up? The birds, right? They come in and snap all those seeds right up. Second group of seeds, where are they planted? Rocky soil, that's right. So here we have, I've got a jar with some dirt, and, but mostly rocks in it. How good is that going to be for planting? Not real good, right? I mean, uh, especially not if it's like on top of like bedrock or something like that. Uh, there's just not much soil in there for the seed to get a purchase. So according to Jesus, the seed sprouts up, but it can't set down good roots because of the rocks underneath it. And so when the sun comes up, what happens? Scorched and died. That's right. Bummer. The third is cast among the thorn bushes. Right? And the soil in there is not bad. It's got some good soil in that thorn bush area. That's why the thorn bushes like it, right? But they are remiss to share their land with this seed. Right? And so what do the thorn bushes do? Choke it. Right? We, we know this is true, right? We've seen this before with the berry bushes around here. And then the fourth soil that the seed lands in, tell me about that soil. Nice and good, rich soil. And what happens to the seed there? Yeah, it produces a crop. A hundred, sixty, and thirty-fold. This parable was told by Jesus to explain different reactions to his message about the kingdom of God. Some will totally not get it, and then as the message sits there on the surface, the evil one comes and takes it away. That's your rocky path thing. 
Um, these people who this, uh, the message just sits on top and doesn't sink in, um, they are like the soil of the path. It is too hardened for that soil to take root. There is no ability for the seed to penetrate that hardness. And so the message is taken from them. It never has a chance with them. Some will be like the rocky ground, right? The message in their heart will show some promise. It will sprout up. It will begin to grow. But its lack of root will cause it to die. It just doesn't go deep enough to survive the heat of the day, which according to Jesus is the trouble or persecution of life. Anyone, anyone ever seen trouble in their life? No, I know. That's right. Um, you can understand how the seed wouldn't survive that. We all face troubles. We all face challenges. And if the roots aren't deep enough, the plant will die. Some will fall among thorns and will try to grow, but it will be choked out. Jesus says, what does he say the thorns are? Or the brambles are? The cares and concerns of this world and the lure of wealth, right, or money. Boy, we don't know about that, do we? None of us wrestle with the cares of this world or the lure of wealth, do we? That's a difficult thing, right? And this seed that grows up in these brambles produces no fruit because the seed is not allowed to reach its potential. Those thorns, like we know, having grown up around blackberries, right? They will not let anything grow among them. They will choke it out and destroy it. The seed has nowhere to grow because that heart has already been filled up with money, fame, reputation, image, stuff. And those things are tenacious. Once they take root, it is very hard to root them out. But some, some of the seeds will fall in fertile ground and will produce a crop. This soil is a person who receives the message and allows that message to grow in their heart. These are people who water it, who nurture it, who care for it, who allow it to set down deep and strong roots and to grow up tall and visible. If this seed is cared for, it will continue to grow and it will produce a rich harvest. Jesus told this parable to explain how people respond to the good news. He spread his message around widely, sharing it with as many people as he could. But people responded to Jesus in different ways. Some rejected his message. Some of them appeared to receive it but turned away. Some were with him but found that the concerns of life choked out their growth. But there were the last group as well who received the message and it sprang up in them and grew powerfully. The message is still being cast today. Jesus Christ has died for us. He desires for us to know the hope and grace of life in him. He wants us to understand that we cannot earn our way to salvation, but that salvation is a free gift from God if we will but receive it 
if we will but allow that seed to be planted in our heart. And if we have received the gospel, may we, through the grace of God, allow it to grow in our hearts. And may we also share with God in the planting of that seed in other people's hearts. We trust that Jesus will help the seeds that we cast to find fertile ground in them as it has in us. In the original parable, it seems that the sower, the one who is casting that seed out, who is broadcasting that seed, that appears to be Jesus, right? Proclaiming the message of the kingdom, he's there. Um, We, if we receive that message, can also become sowers of the seed. We can take on that ministry of proclamation that Jesus Christ did so faithfully. We can be people who scatter that seed and see it take root in other lives. Now, if this were a true science experiment, we would control how much seed fell upon each soil, right? And we would then, based on our results, based on our hypothesis and the proving of that or the disproving of it, we would control where the seed falls, wouldn't it? Right? You know, hence the fact that nobody plants on freeways. Right? You don't need science to tell you that's not a good idea. Right? We would try to plant the seed only in specific places. Did Jesus do that? Did he only proclaim the message to the ones who would receive it? No, he just spread his seed everywhere. He spread the message to anyone who had ears to hear it. The answer is not to try to control who the seed goes to, but to dispense the seed freely. Like a broadcast seeder, right? Like those things you can spin around, they shoot the seed everywhere. That's how we should be with the gospel. Because the beauty of the seed that we spread is how much does it cost us? Well, you have to get on a peaceful valley and buy it by the bushel, right? No, it costs us nothing, right? It is the message that God has planted in our heart. It is bearing fruit within us. And we only share of that fruit. It costs us nothing, and it is replenished continually. The seed is the gospel. May we preach it freely to a world which desperately needs to hear the message of hope. They're not getting it anywhere else. Right? What they're getting are brambles. Right? May we faithfully proclaim the good news that sets people free and allows them to produce fruit in their life and to know the hope of the Savior. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you are the one who has planted the seed within us. Thank you, Lord God, that it was not by our strength or our might that you caused it to grow within us, but by the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord God. Help us to proclaim your good news to share this hope with others that they might know you, that they might love you, and that they might serve you as well, Lord God. And cause the seed that we spread out, Lord God, to find root and to grow and to flourish in the lives of others as well, that they might join with us in this ministry of proclamation and hope. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.